faster than you can say spread them. I was inside the cold gray walls of Statesville Prison. I was surrounded by pimps, rapists, and murderers. It was like being in the stands at a Los Angeles Raiders game. Cohan Luke is a drama film released in 1967 and directed by Stuart Rosenberg. Cohan Luke tells the story of Luke Jackson, a prisoner in Florida who refuses to abide by authority as he attempts to escape prison. The movie is available on Prime Video. Please consider watching this classic film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. War veteran Luke Jackson is sentenced to two years in a changing after drunkenly removing the heads of parking meters. Luke arrives at his prison camp run by Boss Godfrey, who is dubbed as the man with no eyes, for always wearing sunglasses. Carr, the floor walker of the camp, informs Luke and the new inmates that a night in a small booth known as the Box is mandatory for breaking any rules. Dragline, the leader of the chain gang, has arguments with Luke, leading to a boxing match between the two. The physically bigger Dragline easily defeats Luke, but Dragline and the inmates gain respect for him for his refusal to give up. During a game of poker, Luke bluffs his way to victory with a blank hand as he is given the name Cool Hand Luke. Luke's ailing mother, Arletta, visits him as she believes her time of death will occur when he is imprisoned. When Arletta passes away, Luke is locked in the box as the warden believes he will try to escape. Luke is released from the box, however, during a 4th of July celebration. Luke escapes, but is soon captured and returned. Luke eventually escapes a second time, he mails the magazine a dragline that includes a picture of him with two beautiful women. When he is captured and returned once again, he tells the inmates that the picture was fake. He is then sent to the box and forced to dig a grave repeatedly to the point of exhaustion. Luke breaks down crying begging for mercy, causing the inmates to lose respect for him. During labor on a road with the chain gang, Luke steals Boss Godfrey's truck and escapes once again, this time with dragline joining him. Parting ways with dragline, Luke goes to a church where he has a conversation with God, praying to him for a successful escape. But shortly thereafter, the cops find him with Dragline informing the cops that Luke will surrender peacefully. Before Luke can explain, Godfrey shoots him in the neck. He is taken to a faraway hospital instead of a local one, ensuring his death. As he is taken away, Luke can be seen smiling gently. The film ends with Dragline back at the prison camp with the other inmates as they reminisce about Cool Hand Luke. You know, after watching this film, man, something I gotta do, man. I gotta polish up on the classics, man. Yeah. Because for me, man, The Seventh Seal, Casablanca, Citizen Kane, those are the classics that I think of, man. But I think I'm gonna add Cool Hand Luke to this, man. <laughs> what a fucking pleasant uh, film this was. Very much enjoyed it. Gonna check it out multiple times, man. This is very good. These these directors back in the day, man, they knew exactly what they were doing. They give us gorgeous shots. They give us, uh, you know, for this one, I would say it's like a fairly simple story. Yeah, it's very simple to follow. 
but yeah, I got nothing but good things to say about it, man. Minor qualms, but we'll get into that. And let's not waste any time. What do you say, brother? Let's do it. So welcome, everybody, to episode number 41. 41. Of Beer in a Movie with the Wee Side Boys. We're your host, fantastic as always. I'm Tiki the Dominator. And I'm Danny. You are Danny. <laughs> and it is your birthday, brother. Yeah, cheers. So everybody listening, cheers, brother. So everybody listening, let's all give Danny uh, a happy birthday wish to the second favorite Wee Side Boy. <laughs> Everybody's second favorite Wee Side Boy, of course. The first favorite, we all know, it's a good brother, Ned Nava. Shout out number 20,438 to the good brother, Ned Nava. And by default, I am number three, and I'm okay with that. Oh, okay. Because if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> right, brother? But cheers, brother. Happy birthday. Cheers. I love you, brother. You already know that. I don't got to say that to you. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun memories with you. Even though we've only known each other, like, what, six, seven years? Yeah, yeah. Man. I feel like I've known you forever, brother. Yeah, you know, yeah, I feel that way too. It's a, it's very comforting. Yeah. So we'll get into all that stuff. We'll get into Cool Hand Lou. Get a story. You are the sh the the shout out, and you get story time tiki for you, brother. But I'm thirsty, brother. So let's not waste any time. What are we drinking tonight, brother? Let him know. Tonight we are drinking. This also plays into our friendship. I know you remember this beer. Mm -hmm. This is Avery White Rask. It oh, is. Yeah. A Belgian style white ale. It's an ale with mm. how do you say that? Curacao, orange pill, and Curacao. There you go, dude. Curacao is it's an island, right? Fuck if I know, dude. I'm it's terrible a, with geography. Okay, I I want to say Curacao is a is an island near like the Dominican and the the Virgin Islands and shit like that. Okay, so that's where they're getting this from. So all right, let me get a swig right here, brother. I'm not. Not a uh, stranger to this brew. Bottoms up. Cheers. Mm. I haven't had this in like four or five years. I know. It's been a minute, man. Oh, man. Good mm. shit right here. I like this. I remember one time I got a six pack of this mm -hmm. and uh, I went to Costco and I, you know, those, uh, the big old tube of like uh, pretzels, dry chips. Yeah. And, yeah. Dude. I remember drinking a whole six pack and eating basically the entire fucking tube of that watching baseball one time. <laughs> <laughs> It's a nice combination, man. Yeah. Those are my memories with White Rascal. I'm getting mm -hmm. another swig right here. Yeah, this beer is great. I think I've had it, or I had it before we started working for that company that we uh -huh. work for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then once I saw that that company carried it, I was like, oh, man, that's great. Mm -hmm. So whenever it broke, it was always a treat. Dude, the thing with Avery is that, man, from all the other brews I've had from them, man, they don't fuck around. Dude. Their beers are strong. Yeah. But this one is only a 5.6, so this has got to be their lightest one. Mm, yeah okay man i've had a i had like a mandarin orange one a quad oh yeah the quad yep. <laughs> holy fuck dude that one fucked me up dude that one just crept up on me they had a bunch of different ones right they had like uh apricot one and yeah, like raspberry uh, no remember my trip i don't know if that was that was this barely sour oh that one was really good but the quads they had like a tangerine apricot and i can't remember there was a, a couple others i think a lot of them mm -hmm. yeah let me get another swig right here, brother. Then we'll get into one of my favorite stories I have with you, brother. All right. Let me get a swig right here. Bottoms up. Cheers. Mm -hmm. All right, man. So <laughs> I could have said a million stories, bro. Mm -hmm. But for this story, we got to bring up our good brother, Josh Lassen. Mm -hmm. Cheers to you, brother. Hope you're listening. Cheers. All right. So there's when we were working together, I, I, I know you are like not, like you are 
unhappy when you say the word dog. <laughs> dog, yeah. like D-A-W-G, dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? So whenever you say dog, I know, oh, shit, you're not in a good mood. Uh, you just take, all right, so I remember the, I was, we were working together. We're all working. And Josh comes up to, I don't know why he came up to you, of all people. But he's like, he's like, Danny, you and I, you and I, we have to take all these fucking pallets are in this massive trailer. Yeah. We're going to take all of them out just so we can put a skid of kegs at the very front. Yeah, one footprint. <laughs> you, He was right. I was right there next to you when he came up to you, dude. Uh-huh. He, but he said, he, like, like if I wasn't even there, yeah. he was like, Danny, you and I have to. You, you and I. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and you just not have it. You say, fuck this, dog. I'm not doing this shit. Dog. Why can't we just put this shit in the fucking nose, dog? You know what, dog? I'm fucking out of here. Fuck this shit, dog. And I fucking, dude, I was fucking dying, dude. Yeah. I was laughing so fucking hard. I ended up taking all the fucking tr- uh, pallets out with yeah, Josh. I remember. And I was laughing the entire fucking time. Yeah, it was the end of the night, right? So <laughs> working that job was a grueling nightmare of hell every night. And this was like 2.30, so we're already doing overtime. Yeah. And we 2.30 just, in the morning. Yeah. yeah, we already put everything away. Everything was like... we. About to put a bow on everything, and that's when that's when he lays that shit on me, <laughs> and I was like, "No, nah, dude," because a uh, full trailer is what twenty two pallets or twenty pallets, twenty four, something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. And it was filled except for that one spot, and they wanted us to take everything out just to put one fucking skid of kegs on the nose, mm-hmm. and I just that was my breaking point. <laughs> yeah, why can't we just put like you said? Why can't we just put it on the tail, dog? Yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's it, one of the funnest memories I have of you, bro. You yeah. had me laughing so fucking hard, dude. Yeah, I was I was angry. <laughs> Cheers to the good brother Josh Lassie, man. I was I mean, I was right there. Why couldn't you say, hey, all three of us, we gotta do this shit? Yeah. But no, Danny, you and I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he picked me too because uh, I don't know. I guess he thought I was a pushover or something. Hmm. But fuck, man. That's uh that's our story time with Tiki right there, brother. All right, so let's get to the, uh, let's get to a ranking this fucking beer brother i think i'm like halfway done with this man yeah it's your birthday brother you go first tell me why not this beer i have fond memories of it uh i've had it before but i've also had it many times while we worked at that company Mm -hmm. Um, i've always enjoyed it this is probably my go-to belgian style white ale i will give this a solid four out of five fuck yeah brother right there fuck I was going to pick a four as well. And the reason why is because, like, you know, you brought uh, Whole Garden to my attention. And now, like, Whole Garden is my go-to Belgian. Mm-hmm. This, man, this, like, this White Rascal brings back so many memories, man. Big fan of uh, of Belgians. Uh, I'll give it a four as well, bro. I don't think I can give it more than a Whole Garden, though. But I think this is a four. I think that's a fair uh, rank for me. Yeah, you know, I forgot about Hogarden. I always forget about Hogarden. And I think I give that one a four also, so I guess it, it rings true. Yeah. Bottoms up, brother. Cheers. Mm. Now, that's a good beer, man. Holy <laughs> shit. Is that from uh, Truman Show? It is, man. <laughs> Fucking Noah Emmerich when he was like, uh, he's te- oh, Marlon, right? Yeah, and yeah. he's telling, he's sipping on whatever beer it is. He's like, now that is a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just hitting golf balls off into whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. it is. Yeah, man. I love the Truman Show, man. It's a great yeah, movie. It is a good one. Yeah. But all right, brother. Cool Hand Luke, man. Again, very enjoyable film. I very much enjoyed it. Glad when you liked I, it. Uh, yeah, brother. 
And uh, is there a reason you wanted to pick this movie as your birthday pick or, or answer that, bro? And then if you can get an introduction as well, go for it, man. Yeah. So when you told me about do a birthday pick, I'm not really big on my birthday. I don't really celebrate it that much. I get dragged out mostly these days. But anyways, I was stuck picking a movie, man. Mm-hmm. And I remember I showed you the list of like mm-hmm. 35 movies. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I just couldn't pick, man. And I actually had another one we were going to do that we switched. <laughs> because Yeah, uh, I even began writing for it, too. Yeah, dog. Anyway, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, so I, I came across this movie again. I'm like, you know, I love this movie. I've seen this movie so many times. My introduction to this movie is I don't really remember. I know I've seen it. Many, many times. When I first saw it, I want to say it was probably in middle school. I think it was one of those movies that was on Turner Classic Movies or something. Mm -hmm. And I just started watching it It, because it seemed interesting. And it just captivated me and I loved it. And yeah, the rest is history. Damn it. I don't have an introduction to this because uh, I watched it when you told me, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is going to be the pick uh, of the week. And I said, all right, great, man. And then... Uh, I didn't know it was this film because there is a classic line, a classic quote in this film that we'll get into a little later. Mm-hmm. And I said, holy shit, this is the movie. Yeah. So I said, great. All right. No problem with this. Um, but let's get into the premise now. And the premise is that Paul Newman, right? His character is Luke Jackson. Mm-hmm. He is a war veteran. He gets sent to this. Uh, it's it's not a prison because they they're like in this like uh What's the word I'm looking for, brother? Because there's like like 50 inmates. It's like a bungalow, but it's yeah. It's like a road gang prison, which mm-hmm. a was, chain gang, yeah, chain gang prison. It was and... popular back in like the pre 60s. Yeah, and so whenever they're not like in their like premise or whatever, they have to go and mm. do like labor work. Yep, and stuff like that. Something happens to Luke, which they uh, like the warden there, basically like the boss there. Yeah. Says, okay, this happened. We're gonna we're gonna have to lock him up. To which, when he comes out, he they all think he's going to escape, and that's his fucking plan. Mm-hmm. He is going to try to escape this fucking chain gang, and he does it numerous times. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is the premise of this movie. Now let's get into the characters. Already mentioned Paul Newman's character. He's Luke Jackson. He is the main character in this. There is uh, pretty much as the movie progresses, it's kind of like his right hand man. Uh, his name is Dragline. He is like before Luke gets there, he's like kind of like the leader of the chain gang, mm-hmm. right? Played by George Kennedy. Yeah. And I, it took me a minute because I remember when I was watching, I go, man, Dragline looks really familiar. Uh-huh. It's because he's real young in this, right? Yep. This movie came out in the 60s. So mm-hmm. it's kind of depressing, you know, that after watching this, basically everyone in this film is dead. Yeah. You know, that's fucking sad and then when i looked into his like work and i was like ah i know where it is man i know exactly i started laughing dude he was in a ton of stuff but yeah Mm -hmm. i'm interested to know what you what you remember him from yeah it was only one thing dude. we'll Mm. get into that a little later okay all right and then we're gonna get into like uh he's like the like the captain right is what i don't even think he had a name it's like the captain he's the one that tells um luke you know when when a certain thing happened right Mm mm-hmm a person likes to run away, so we're going to put you in a box, Yeah. right? And that is the captain played by Struther Martin, right? Uh, I'm not too familiar with a lot of these characters because, like I said, I got to polish up on my classics, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Then we're going to get into Boss Godfrey, yes. played by Morgan Woodward. This Let me ex- uh, just explain this fucking character. This guy doesn't really say shit in the movie. He says maybe a line or two, 
But does the entire yeah, he does. We'll get into that a little later. Okay. So he this guy doesn't really say shit. He's wearing these glasses like the entire time. And he doesn't say anything. He it's like kind of an easy job to just fucking stand there with a rifle and not say <laughs> shit. But the thing is, like his presence was was fucking awesome though, man. Mm-hmm. Like he made his presence numb just by not even saying a goddamn thing. Yep. He just had to look menacing holding that rifle. He you, he meant business. Yep. Right. And that I already mentioned, played by Morgan Woodward. Right. And then along the way, there are a lot of minor characters. There are uh like a lot of inmates. Like he's like I said, there's like 50 of them. But you brought this to my attention, brother, that one of the inmates, his name is Baba Lugatz, mm-hmm. played by Dennis Hopper, brother. Yeah. I had no idea until you brought it to my attention. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. He just makes like Donald Quack Duck. Sounds. Yeah, Donald yeah. Duck noises, yeah. Yeah, so I had no idea it was him, dude. dude he's young as hell, man. It yeah. doesn't even look like him. Fucking King Koopa himself, dude, is mm-hmm. in this fucking movie, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's some other characters. Let me. I got to bring up real quick because they are minor, but it is very important. And the next one is Arletta, that is Luke's mother, played by Joe Van Fleet. Uh, it's because of her something happens, and pretty much the a lot of the action of the movie happens afterwards mm-hmm. for a certain incident. Yeah. The last one I'm going to bring up is Carr. He is like the 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 floor walker. Yeah. Keeps everything in order. Played by Clifton James. Hmm. Okay, and that is it. Those are there along the way. There's like I said, there's a grip of characters, but these are the ones really by name that we should really know about. Hmm. All right. So, what do you say, brother? Take one more swig for the good men right here, and then we'll get into the plot of this classic film that is Cool Hand Luke. What do you say? Cheers. Bottoms up, brother. <sighs> okay, so the film begins with Luke. He is removing the heads of parking meters. Mm-hmm. He is he is clearly drunk. Yeah. When this when, when this happens, I gotta bring this up too, brother. Off the Batman, there are gorgeous shots in this film, man. I appreciate cinematography more than you'll ever fucking know. Yeah. Okay. I hope listeners out there pre- start appreciating the cinematography if they do check out these films. Okay. Uh, in the first five minutes, there are three I'd like to point out. This is one of them right here, and this is when Luke is removing the heads of the parking meters. He sits down, or he stumbles down, right? Because he's mm-hmm. got to open up his beer, yeah, yeah. right? But which, by the way, that fucking uh, that keychain uh-huh. that he has around his neck with the bottle opener, <laughs> yeah. I got to get me one of those, brother. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, so he's kind of laying up against a parking meter, and the cops show up, and they shine their lights at him. The lighting in this is, chef's kiss, fucking gorgeous, dog. This director, man, Stuart Rosenberg, knows exactly what he's doing. For that matter, it should be that all these classics, right? Mm-hmm. All these films in the early times, these directors know exactly what they were doing. Stuart Rosenberg is no stranger to this, right? Yeah. Because of this, he gets arrested. They gave him two years mm-hmm. for this shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, he's not fucking killing anybody. He's not fucking. I mean, Grant, yeah, fucking. What he should he should not be doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, two years for this shit. Yeah, I mean, this is back what in the fifth. 50- or 60s i forget like when they said they said this a specific time uh-huh. i know the movie came out in 67 but i don't know mm. if it was uh based around that same time or earlier i think it's the 50s yeah that's yeah. I, that's what i would get yeah so then they send them to oh one thing i forgot to mention brothers that they are in florida huh they don't really uh like bring it up too much mm-hmm. but they are in florida yeah right so because of this two years he goes into like a chain gang Yep. Right. And so the next scene is the introduction to the chain gang. One thing they 
they they bring up is that when they have the chain gang, they mm-hmm. are like working. They're doing labor. Yeah, they are cutting these like um, like I don't want to say weeds or anything like that because there's like another term for these like bushes or or fucking plants. These mm-hmm. dead plants that they're doing, right? And whenever they are, they need to do something. They always ask a boss for permission to do anything. Yeah. Right. So, for example, if someone wants to take off their shirt, they're like, "Hey, taking it off, boss." Mm-hmm. Right. And it's for anything like little minuscule thing because these guys need to be observed. Yeah. Right. Right. So these are the introduction to some of the inmates. Right. And then we get into like the actual premise of where the location is, where they stay. And this is where Luke comes in. And it's like a grip of other guys that he's with, but they're not really important in the film. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, like I did mention, though, when the inmates are working, there is a fucking gorgeous shot of the road in in the back of them. Yeah. It ah, dude, it's so fucking good. That was the second one, second shot that I said, fuck, dude, this is a gorgeously shot film off the bat. And this and the third shot I want to bring up is the introduction to this motherfucker, and that is Boss Godfrey. This is the motherfucker that I mentioned. He always has his glasses on. He doesn't really say shit. But there is a shot where it's like they pan to a close-up of his uh, glasses, Mm -hmm. and you can just see what he is looking at. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't know how they were able to shoot that because the reflection is not shown with, like, the cinematographer in there. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't notice it. That's that's a really good observation. Right, bro? Like, I don't know how the fuck they shot that. And keep in mind, it is the 60s. Yeah. Fucking beautiful shit right there, bro. Movie magic. Hey, man. Fuck. Let me get a swig right here for fucking Stuart Rosenberg, man. That was fantastic. Yeah, I like the intro. It's very interesting because I already like Luke because he's kind of whimsical. He's drunk, just doing something ridiculous. <laughs> And then it just cuts to him. We assume it's him going to prison because, you mm-hmm. know, obviously they're a prison gang and you see the, the what is it called? The prison bus? I don't know if it's a bus. It's like right? a truck. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And at this point, I'm pretty captivated. I'm like, I want to know what happens because mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He seems mm-hmm. like he's actually kind of like the life of the party almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, so when he gets uh, the introduction to the new inmates and stuff, they do bring up like kind of like a, I don't want to say a resume, but they mm-hmm. they bring up like details about him, right? So yeah. he is a war veteran, and I just like his whole calm demeanor, and like like I already mentioned, two years into this shit, all right? So this is also now the introduction to Car, who I mentioned was is the floor walker mm-hmm. of of uh, for these guys. He keeps everything in order as far as the inmates when they like go to sleep or when they're not working, right? Yeah. Uh, one thing I gotta say, dude, is that like. Uh, they made it seem that Carr, Boss Godfrey, and all the other like guards, pretty much fucking live with them. It seems like because like I I know like the the film is shot in like different days mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like do these motherfuckers not ever get a day off? <laughs> you know, because they're always there for every thing that happens. Yeah, you know that's true. They could maybe they do live in like uh, separate workmen's quarters or something, but. Maybe they work like five days a week and then they go home for the weekends and then mm-hmm. somebody else shifts, but they never really show another shift. They don't, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's funny you also bring that up because there is a part later in the film where they say like, oh, hey, you made it through the week. Now we have two days to relax. Uh-huh. Right. Because it's like they seen that Monday through Friday yeah. is like uh, the labor days. Mm-hmm. And then the weekend is when they can just stay in the premise and 
not really go out to work and shit like that. Yeah. All right. So what what, what Carr wants to bring up, what he brings to the attention is that like there are a bunch of rules inside this premise. You do not break any of these rules. They, they make these like tiny little fucking details that if mm-hmm. you break any of these fucking rules, you are going into the box. Yeah. Right. And the box is this tiny fucking box. When if you go in there, they give you a fucking bucket and like a tin can. <laughs> and yeah. you just have to stay there for fuck who knows how long. Yep. Depending on what, what rule you broke or anything that happens. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So then I want to bring this up to your attention, brother. This is like the first interaction between Luke and Dragline. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to bring it up is because like Dragline, he makes it because he's kind of like the Chen Gang leader, right? Yeah, he's like the bossy one. Yes. He's, uh, he's got the most seniority, I'm guessing, or he's just got the, the most presence. Mm-hmm. And he he says that there are rules like in mm-hmm. this in this premise, man. You can't be on top of the rules uh-huh. that fucking car already brought up. There's rules that now Dragline has. Yep. But he came off kind of like as a dick. Yeah, he, right? he was. Yeah. Yeah. Where Luke is like calm. He doesn't really care for anything. He just wants to do his time, I guess. He's really to himself at mm-hmm. this point. And he asks him if he wants to play a game of poker, to which Luke declines. Mm-hmm. But the th- I just thought that like, the first interaction was really like interesting because it kind of almost seemed that like, Dragline wanted to mess with him a little bit. Well, Luke, he like scoffs because mm-hmm. Dragline's laying down some rules. I think, remember the... That guy comes in and then he gives him the nickname the tramp or something. Yeah. And he's like, well, I've been called worse. You know, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But <laughs> um, yeah, so Dragline's laying down all these extra rules and then Luke scoffs. He's just like, ah. and the Dragline's like, what was that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I said, Lucas Jackson, right? And then he's he's already given him attitude and Dragline doesn't like it, right? Mm-hmm. He wants everybody to fall in line. But we can, we're already getting glimpses of Luke's rebellious spirit here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so there's actually a second interaction the very next morning where the truck takes all the inmates out to work into a ditch. On the way over there, there is one of the guys, I, is it Coco, I believe his name is? He asked if someone could pay or they could pay off for, to do his job mm-hmm. for a dollar, I believe. Yeah. Which I think is fucking stupid because it's like, all right, dude, like there are people there watching you. You have to work. Mm-hmm. They have rifles, dude. But this was all a prank though, right? Yeah, it was a prank. So what happens is the fresh fish came in and these guys like to bet and joke around and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that Coco guy, he he makes up the story like, oh man, it's a real hot one today. I'm so glad I only get to push the broom. I don't have to be out there, you know, yeah. busting my hump. And that like pricks up the ears of the new guys. Cause you can see even Dragline, he's like kind of smiling looking. And then uh, he's like, oh man, I'll sell him this job for. And then one of the other guys, like, I'll give you 50 cents. He's like, yeah. 50 cents for that sweet job? I don't know. And then that one guy who's like scared and he's fresh, he's like, I'll give you a dollar. Take yeah. it, right? Yeah. But I mean, unbeknownst to him, it was all just, it, it, there is, they're all gonna have to work. There is they no easy job. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I wanna bring this up too is because. When they say, like, oh, who will take it? Dragline mm. says, what about uh, war veteran Luke over here? Yeah. Where Luke is in the other corner just minding his own fucking business. But, yeah, he brings it. Mm. He brings Luke into this conversation. Yeah, but Luke is already smart enough because he just he just smiles. Because mm-hmm. he knows they're just full of shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so while they're working, the guy fucking faints. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and that, then- that's another guy. Oh, that's a different guy. Correct, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And which makes sense because it's fucking, it's Florida. Yeah. It's the fucking heat and shit like that. And then another detail I want to bring up is that while they're working, Godfrey 
Boss Godfrey shoots a bird mm-hmm. that is just flying in the air, right? So to make it a point that Godfrey is a bad motherfucker when it comes to shooting. Yeah. He could fucking light one up. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, they also say that he doesn't speak much. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, is this where he says the one line that he has? No, no, it's a, a lot later. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyways, he like motions to one of the one of the prisoners. I guess it's kind of like a kiss ass or whatever to mm-hmm. go get his rifle. And then Boss Godfrey, he has like the bolt of the rifle in his um, in his belt. Mm-hmm. So the rifle, it it's not operable without the bolt. So the guy brings it to him and he puts it in. And then he shoots the bird. And that's when uh, Lucas says. Uh, he just said a whole lot. He's pretty much saying this guy is, he's like authority. This mm-hmm. guy's authority personified. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to say anything. He's that's his justice is just to shoot that bird. Yeah. He didn't, I mean, he didn't fucking have to. Bird just minding his business. He just did because he's a dick. Yeah. Well, he's making a statement, yeah. I guess, also. Yeah. And that's when he says, well, I think he said something there, mm-hmm. right? After shooting the fucking bird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the guy that fainted. Uh, he gets taken to the box. This is the first time we actually see. No, no, no. It's it's a different guy. So the the guy that faint is the tramp guy. Oh, he, okay. He's out there and he just faints. Uh, we figure that he's faking it kind of because later on when he's in the truck, you can see when they open to leave. Yeah, he has he his died. eye. Yeah, he he's died. he gets up. But the the guy who paid the dollar for the easy job, when they mm-hmm. first get to the job site. Uh, they say, you know, grab your, what is it, rake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, but I made a deal with this guy. He's like, get to work. <laughs> he's like, no, but I, I made a deal. He's like, get to work. And he's like, no, you don't understand. And then that's what he, he like, yeah. push, he pushes him. Yeah. And then he's like, get to work. And he points like the shotgun at his face. So that guy, he doesn't faint. He, he was just swindled. And then he, he does the work and it almost kills him too because he's one of the guys he falls down remember later oh, on yeah yeah he like almost passes down when when it's lunchtime they're like time to get them beans boys yeah and he like almost fades and then later on when he gets back that's when they're like hey we heard you're mouthing off about your job right yeah so insult to injury gotcha all right thank you for cleaning that up for me brother mm-hmm. Yes, but then with the guy that gets put in the box, this is like the first time you actually see the box and mm-hmm. how fucking tiny is it. Yeah. Right? One bucket, one tin can, you fucking stay there, man. And he's got to strip bare ass in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, they're digging a ditch, dude, and this is the whole Lucille scene. Bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's... <laughs> I just thought it was like funny, dude. It's like this is... They're at a ditch. They're uh-huh. digging this ditch. It's fucking hot. Uh-huh. And then there's this random woman just fucking washing the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she's uh, she's trying to get them all hot and bothered, right? Yeah, I think dude. Dragline makes this scene because he's over there. He's like, he's like putting them on, boss, and he, he gets the glasses. He's the like, glasses. I, I got to see it. And then, like a minute later, he's like, take them off, boss. <laughs> Damn, things are getting in the way anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then one other guy was like, he's like, man, this girl just don't know what she's doing. And mm-hmm. then Luke says she knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah, they're all looking, dude. Yeah, they're, they're just... all lusting over her, bro. Mm-hmm, yeah. And fucking calls her Lucille. Mm-hmm. We never even know her name. Her yeah. real name. She's not important in this. Mm-hmm. This is just like to get the fucking the guys all fucking hot and bothered and shit mm-hmm. like that, yeah. right? And then uh, there's a scene where they go back to the premise where they're about to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. When Dragline says he keeps saying the word Lucille, mm-hmm. Lucille, to where Luke says, "Hey man, you need to, like basically he's saying you need to knock this shit off, dude." Yeah. I know what you're trying to make us do. Trying to make us fucking just. We're miserable. We're trapped here. It's hot as fuck. We're not going to have any woman in our arms and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, even in the showers. Remember, they, they all were about to fight. 
because mm-hmm. everybody's all like wound up and shit. And then you got Dragline over here just hammering it in. Because remember, everybody was like, get in a bus because they, they have to ask for permission to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And then the floor walker's like, no, no, there's too many, like, you know, because they're all trying to go like take a cold shower. Or, yeah. Yeah. Cool off. So so after this, bro, when Dragline is told by Luke, like, hey, you need to like just fuck mm. off, dude. You know, yeah. stop saying this shit. This is where Dragline says, hey, man. You better like shut up, basically, because you're gonna need all that energy tomorrow. All <laughs> yeah. right, and this is the where I put a star on this one because this is where like people start getting uh, respect mm-hmm. for Luke, right? Yeah. And so I like this next scene how he jumps to the next scene where it's the next morning, and this is Dragline and Luke having a boxing match, dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Dragline is a lot bigger than than Luke. Yeah. And he just beats the piss out of him, bro. Yep. It gets to the point, dude, where it's so brutal. Because, like, when whenever he punches Luke, he Luke goes down, dude. Yeah. He gets dropped, but he's he's pesky, man. Like, he gets back up, mm-hmm. right? He never fucking stays down for too long. And then pe- the, the inmates are around him. They're rooting everything on. The bosses are all looking around, too. Yep. And then it gets to the point, dude, where they're telling him, dude, just stay down. Yeah. And it even gets to the point where, like, the inmates are not even, like, yelling anymore. They're just saying, like, man, like... Someone should probably stop this. Yeah, yeah, because you know? uh, he's just getting beat. Yeah, and he's getting the fucking piss beaten out of him. And Dragline's saying, hey, man, you should just stay down. And Luke says, you're going to have to kill me, dude. Mm-hmm. And this is where, like, Dragline, he, which, by the way, dude, he's still, Luke is still beating his shit, but he still starts punching, dude. Yeah, look, when he picks him up, and mm-hmm. then he, uh, Dragline puts him on the ground, it's like, give up, boy, you're beat. Mm-hmm. And then he says, like, yeah, you got to kill me. And then he, he like, stands, or he kind of, like, kneels up. Uh-huh. And he, like, slaps him. Yeah. And then Dragline just fucking lays the, him out, dude. Like the kill shot, basically, right? <laughs> yeah. But after that, dude, you can see, like, the the look on their faces, dude. They're yeah. like, man, this fucking guy, dude, he, he can take a fucking beating. Yeah. Like, I can appreciate that about this motherfucker. They never gave up. Yeah. And so, and that's, like, the first sign of respect mm-hmm. that Luke is getting. And then it goes into the next thing, which is the second uh, form of respect that the inmates start showing. And this is like a simple game of poker, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, let's remember, like, uh, Luke didn't want to play poker in the beginning mm-hmm. with Dragline when they had their first interaction. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're just drinking. Or, are they drinking beer, bro? Or <laughs> what is that, a juice? What the fuck is that? They only refer to it as a cold drink. And they always say, I'll bet you a cold drink. I'm I'm guessing it's like some kind of soda. Like or soda a cider, pop. maybe? A fucking, yeah. it looked like apple juice, mm-hmm. you know? It's something, but it's not alcohol, for sure. Okay, yeah. I was about to say, it's like, where did... And what fucking do these premises do? They go to jail and they gotta get fucking beer. No, they you know don't, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't beer. Hmm. But yes, they're playing like a simple game of poker, and there's there's a couple guys that are playing with Luke, and Dragline is right over one of the guy's shoulders, and he's telling him like, "Oh, dude, you need to you need to put in another dollar in there," hmm. and he's like, he keeps looking at Dragline. He's saying he's like, "Like, what what should I do?" Mm-hmm. And poke, and he says, "Oh, just put another one." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, dude, he's got kings, right?" And yeah. then, and, he, and then he's like, "Oh, fuck, don't look at me anymore." Then, if he's got kings, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then, when he shows his cards, Luke doesn't have shit. Yeah, he bluffed it. He bluffed every single thing to their. This is like the second form of respect right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, this motherfucker, dude, he's like, "You're cool, calm, and collected, man. You fucking won a game with an absolute nothing hand." Mm-hmm. And of all people, it's Dragline. That christens him with the with the name Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, because remember earlier in the movie, uh, when he says his name is Lucas Jackson, that one other guy says, "You don't have a name till Dragline gives you one." Mm-hmm. And then this is the point where Dragline gives him as his name. Yeah. So he's like officially in. 
That's fucking cool, man. Of all mm-hmm. people, it was him because like yeah. Dragline was a dick. Yeah, he hated Luke. With. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into the next scene, brother. And this is uh, the introduction to Arletta. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Luke's mother. Yep. Who comes in to visit? Uh, did you notice though that uh, Luke never says mother or mom mm-hmm. or anything? He just calls her by her name. I think so. Does he? Uh, doesn't he say mom once? I could be wrong. Towards the end, I think he does. What I remember is that uh, the the captain, the captain is the one that brings it to his attention. That's like when a man's mom does this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. it uh, could but be as right. far as like uh, Luke saying it, I always, I always noticed that he called her Arletta. Yes, uh, Arletta, played by a woman named Joe Van Fleet. She was only in this film for this scene. Mm-hmm. All right, makes sense yes. when I get to explain it to it. So Arletta gets to visit Luke, and she is dying. It's not really said of what, uh, but I, she, I was gonna say I took it as uh, she's dying of lung cancer. Cancer, yeah, because, because she's fucking smoking. Yeah, she smokes right? cigarettes, and then but she don't, she coughs a bunch, and mm-hmm. she's also in the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, laying down too, mm-hmm. like she has like like her bed made basically yeah. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's very sad. So basically, she was just visiting because she thinks that she will die. Be- before Luke is freed yeah. to this shit, right? Uh, it, it was like a nice little, maybe like three, four minute conversation that they have um, to make it seem that Luke Luke's bringing up, excuse me, holy shit, wasn't mm-hmm. exactly uh, like the best, you know? Yeah. Uh, I thought it, it was a fairly good depiction that things weren't easy for Luke growing up. Yeah, he, she says something like, your old man could make me laugh, but he wasn't much for sticking around. Mm -hmm. So he was coming from a broken home, but you could tell Arletta was kind of like a world shaker. Mm -hmm. She like had a lot of laughs. She was like loud and fun, kind of like Luke. And this whole conversation, she's pretty much telling him goodbye Mm -hmm. because she knows he's going to die. And she even says something like, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave the house to John, which is the other brother. But, he's a lot younger too mm-hmm. and he says oh good well he deserves it she's like no nah, it's nothing like that it's just i i didn't have any love for him pretty much so it's kind of fucked up mm-hmm. that she she clearly has a favorite son mm-hmm. but uh yeah that for john also because they they bring him up right there briefly mm-hmm. right when luke gets brought back and he says his farewell to her yeah he does talk with john a little bit where john asks him he's like oh how come you don't have chains like those guys uh-huh. and luke says well these chains ain't metals you get these when they're when you make mistakes, yeah, and shit like that. It's like, did John think like these were fucking cool? Because it fucking isn't. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but the, but when when Luke goes back to the premise and stuff like that, Arletta starts crying because she knows this yeah. is the last time I'm gonna see him mm-hmm. and shit like that. Ah, it was a pretty sad scene right there, man. I thought uh, the woman. Joe Van Fleet, she did a fantastic job for like the four minutes of screen time that she had, man. Yeah, one of the things she says she was really sad when she's like, "Man, I wish that people were like dogs," you know. Mm. You know the they get to an age where they don't even remember their own litter because you know they just don't have anything. But humans are like that. They they have like this never ending bond with your children, which makes sense, right? But yeah. it's it's a really sad scene. It is, man. It fucking tugs, fucking mm-hmm. the strings at your heart, man. It's fucking great, man. To get to the next scene, brother. And this is like another form of respect that Luke gets with the inmates, man. And this is the whole tarring of the road scene, man. Yeah. And what I liked about this, man, is that how... uh, I don't want to call it like a race or anything like that. But, man, it's like they don't need to be going at 100 miles an hour fucking Uh working. Because they have the whole day to fucking work, dude. Yeah. Right? There's this long fucking road. I did mention earlier 
in the episode that there's this beautiful, gorgeous shot of a of the road, mm-hmm. and it's like one long fucking road, mm-hmm. right? I, it's not the entirety of that fucking road, right? But it's it's one long road where yeah. they have to tar it, and like the whole uh, like process of it is that the uh, the truck comes in and like just lays a bunch of tar onto the road, and then they have to uh, shovel a bunch of shit on top of it, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't know what what it is that they were like putting like gravel or what, what the fuck was yeah, it? Yeah, it was like dirt or yeah, gravel. Yeah, so. Man, just I just like how Luke starts slowly fucking going like faster and faster mm-hmm. at putting the shit over the tar, where he's being told, "Hey, man, we got all day to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason." But like his work ethic just says, "Now fuck this, man. I'm gonna fucking cover this shit." And then drag line starts showing, uh, starts kind of racing with him. Yeah. And then he even starts running up to the front to like tar or to cover more shit in the tar. And then he gets everybody involved to just start working faster and faster and faster, man. And yeah. just the camaraderie between all of them together to be fucking like a one tight unit and shit like that was so fucking good to watch, dude. Yeah, this is a great scene because Luke is trying to show the the guys that he's kind of being what's the word I'm looking for? Malicious compliance. You ever heard mm-hmm. of that term? Mm-hmm. Uh, he they're tasked with this horrible. Uh, work ahead of them right they need to tar this road it's grueling it's hotter than hell yeah and his solution was okay well if we can't beat them let's let's put it to them right so they tear through this road they complete it right and the bosses don't even know what to do mm-hmm. and then i love the ends the end part when uh dragline's like or uh somebody says what do we do now and then luke says nothing nothing and they're like, we still got like two or three hours of daylight. Yeah, yeah, it's so good, man. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's that when scene right where he or Luke just starts, he's like starts sitting on his shovel, mm-hmm. right? That's like some of the most emotion you ever you'll see at Luke in this uh-huh. entire movie. Yeah, because he knows he, he can accomplish something crazy yeah. to get fifty inmates to fucking work as one, and to the point where like the the fucking like the higher ups are saying, damn. Yeah, he, shit we can do about it. Yeah, man. he pissed them off, right? But like mm. they complied. Did their fucking yeah, job. they did their job. What are they gonna do? You know. Yeah. So they didn't like that. God, good shit. That was a great scene right there, man. Mm. And then it gets to the next scene, dude. Where they're back at the premise, man. The conditions are shit, man. It's hot as fuck. It's Florida. Mm-hmm. It's rain, thunder, man. Dragline starts talking about like how he, how he fucking thinks like Luke is basically like a badass now, mm-hmm. right? It's like, he's like, my boy can do whatever the fuck he can do, <laughs> yeah. this, this, and this. Uh-huh. And then a lot of the inmates are still like, maybe not too sold on it quite yet to where Luke says, well, I bet you I could eat 50 eggs, uh-huh. <laughs> which I thought was like random <laughs> as fuck because like, there was like, why would you just bring that up, eating 50 eggs yeah, and shit like that? It's, and then uh... that's a fucking bet that they do. Mm-hmm. They all bet that Luke can eat 50 eggs eggs mm-hmm. and the thing is dude is like first of all the way they all get the eggs and shit like that mm-hmm. which i thought like even car is right there watching all this shit like car is watching on mm-hmm. he even helps get the eggs to them and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's like what are you doing dude you're supposed to keep order here you know <laughs> they all want to see man they all want to see i would want to see somebody eat 50 eggs that seems fucking crazy dude <laughs> i would throw up after maybe like five yeah dude <laughs> I-, I do have a little qualm about this i'll get uh-huh. that a little later but okay, so the thing is, they start the fifty eggs, right? Mm-hmm. And it, the way it progresses and shit like that. Damn, dude, there's a part where he's like at like thirty eggs, I think, mm-hmm. where his stomach looks legitimately fucking bloated, bro. <laughs> yeah, like it looks holy. Like, damn, this fucking dude had to have eaten a lot for his stomach to look like that. Yeah, right. You can't just like fucking 
suck it in and then fucking just mm-hmm. blur it all out and shit. Yep. And it looked like that. His stomach looked full as fuck. And then he's struggling, dude. He even starts eating on his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're shoving him into his mouth. It's like, it's just a little bitty egg. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like one part I don't really like, dude, is that they're counting the eggs. Uh-huh. Right? So then it's like, were they not counting at a certain part? Because later in the film, like they, when they get the move, uh, all the money that mm-hmm. everybody's borrowing and shit like that. Yeah. Luke has two. What do and you mean? he says he hides them. Because the guy says, he's like, hey, are you here to give up the money that you borrowed or are you here to, like, collect? He's like, oh, I'm here to borrow. And then the guy says, oh, well, Luke, like, man, I can't believe you you ate 50 eggs. And he's like, I didn't. And then he fucking he shows him two eggs that he hid. I don't remember that part. Yeah, do you want to go back and watch it? Yeah, again? we're going to have to do it, dude. Maybe you yeah. watch the secret version, like... Uh... Fuck, the Three Ninjas one <laughs> yeah. and shit? That they won the basketball game? Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, dude, because like that, to me, was a flaw. Because it's like, if they were already counting at like 44 eggs, 45, mm. and then they were saying, like, did they just stop counting? It's like, where do these two eggs, like, you know? Mm, yeah. You don't stop at 48 and just be like, oh, that's it, I'm done. No, yeah. you had to stop. You had to look at 50 get put in his fucking mouth i don't but, remember but then he says no i didn't and he has and he shows him two eggs i don't remember that part yeah so mm. that's like my flaw i have with this movie mm-hmm. i i very much enjoyed this movie but i was like mm, did not like that part man damn i don't remember that part yeah but he does eat the 50 eggs supposedly mm-hmm. all right so then again another form of respect the, the inmates are like god damn this fucking dude's crazy man yeah he can do it all man <laughs> all right so let's get to the next scene bro uh, they're out digging in the ditch. This is a real short scene. Uh, this is where uh, a snake shows up on the ditch, mm-hmm. which if I see a snake, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. Right? Nope. Fucking Luke gets it, picks it up. Godfrey shoots it in the fucking head. Right? And he says, says man, Luke tells him, man, you sure can shoot. And damn, there's like a beautiful shot of like pointing, of looking at the glasses again. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Godfrey's looking right at Luke, dude. Yeah. And for him to say, man, you sure can shoot. Yep. Is a little bit of foreshadowing there, man. Yeah. So the next scene is where I had my qualm is the borrowing the money. And then he shows the two hidden eggs that he showed. Hmm. I fuck. I, yeah. For as much as I like this movie, dude, I didn't like that scene. I got to watch it. I don't remember that, man. All right. Hmm. So then uh, after uh, the whole showing the two eggs part is briefly, uh, Luke gets a letter. And it is revealed that Arletta has died, man. Yeah, he doesn't even open it. He just knows because mm-hmm. nobody sends him letters. It's just mm-hmm. it's just a letter saying that she's dead. Yeah, and then what a scene, too, where he picks up a guitar, he starts singing, uh, and one little tear comes out of his eye mm-hmm. as he's singing. It's a beautiful fucking scene. Yep. Very sad. But, uh, man. And then to make shit worse, bro, because of this shit, they put Luke in the box despite him not fucking doing anything bad. Yep. He gets put in the box where I thought was fucking bullshit. And it's only because the captain says when a man's uh, woman, uh, mother dies, they tend to do some cat business and they try to escape. Yep. That is fucking bullshit. It is, yeah. And that's the whole reason why he just fucking... That's the one thing where he fucked up. They should have never done that and he, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have ran. It's just the fact that they, they fucked him over like that where mm-hmm. that's his mission now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, it's... And you know what What else sucked, dude? Is that when he got put in the box, the guy there, like, he's kind of like a guard. He was mm-hmm. saying, he was saying, sorry, Luke, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. And he's like, it still doesn't make it good. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I agree, dude. I'm on Luke's side on this shit. Fuck yeah. this, dude. Yeah. That is such bullshit, dog. Mm-hmm. 
You know, he didn't break one, any of those tiny little fucking rules that they had brought up early in the film. Mm-hmm. It's just because his mom died. He's going to escape. Put him in the fucking mat. Fuck out of here with that shit, dog. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't blame him. To fast forward to this scene. It is now a 4th of July celebration. It's a really loud music. Um, and then while the music is going on, you can see Luke that he's cutting like an entrance way to escape. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's exactly what happens, dude. Yeah. Which it was what was cool was that everybody was in on it. Yeah, they're all helping him because they mm-hmm. were like, that was fucked too. So mm-hmm. yeah, get out of here. Yeah. So Carr comes in and starts getting like the order, getting to see everybody back into bed and shit. Mm-hmm. But oh, that's one thing I forgot to mention too, brothers, that uh, the magazine. So they have this magazine, it's like a dirty book. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's apparently like a like a sex scene or whatever in this book, and mm-hmm. he has Carr reading oh, yeah, yeah. The, the detail of it, and he's mm-hmm. like, "No, he's like, read it slower." <laughs> you know? But this is all gives uh, Luke more time for him yeah. to make his escape, and then you, someone says to Carr, "Hey, there's a noise outside," and it's a different inmate uh-huh. who fucking tries to escape over the fence. Which, by the way, he puts his fucking hands on the barbed wire. Yeah, shit was crazy, and they catch him. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was under the impression that he did this because they're all part of it so uh-huh. that all the attention is on this fucking guy mm-hmm. and it gives Luke the opportunity to get the fuck out of there. I guess I never thought of it that way. I thought he was just another guy trying to escape and he fucked it up. But mm. yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. Maybe the bed count was soon anyway, so yeah. they wanted to misdirect. Mm-hmm. And so he escapes, bro. And I got to bring this up too, is that Luke is one smart motherfucker, bro. Yeah. Because you can see when he escapes, when it's like daytime now, that he jumps over a fence. He jumps it over a few times. Yeah. And I'm and I'm thinking, I'm like, why the fuck is he doing this, bro? Get the fuck out of there. But yeah. no, it's because dogs are being sent after him. Mm-hmm. Like those sniffing dogs, right? Yeah, the bloodhound dogs. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. He's just drawing them off. Uh, great shit right there, brother. I, I, I'm not as smart as Luke. <laughs> I would have just said, fuck this. I'm out, bro. Yeah. And I'm not looking back. Yep. But he's fucking, what a crafty motherfucker to mm. be thinking of shit like this. Yeah. And I got to say, brother, these fucking dogs are relentless, brother. Yeah. They will fucking stop at nothing. They're mm. so fucking crazy going through the fences, yeah. making all the fucking sounds. The sounds that they make, too. Dude, bloodhounds, they, uh, their bark is pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And then, dude, it gets to like a pretty shitty scene, dude, where the fucking dog dies, dude. Like You're laughing? I, I, I'll tell you why I'm <laughs> laughing, brother. Okay? It's because, like, yeah, poor dog. Uh, the the owners of the dogs go back to the premise and say, look, look at my dog. He's dead. Yeah, right? He's blue, I, right? Blue, right? Yeah, dead. his thing's blue. And I said, fuck, dude. And the only reason I'm laughing, dude, is just like, fuck, this is not a theme. We're already another season uh-huh. and there's already a dog dying. I know, yeah. And it's my pick too, right? And it's, it's your pick, brother. It, it breaks my rule. But for <laughs> this one, I will say the dog wasn't killed in a malicious way. It wasn't killed by a human or shot or anything. It, mm-hmm. it, it just ran itself to death, which is still sad but yeah uh, i'll let it slide it died of exhaustion man mm-hmm. it did its job Holy man, shit, and it looked man. realistic i hope that wasn't a really a dead dog fuck for real man they take him out of the trunk and everything dude <laughs> fuck uh what a sad scene man yeah and then it gets into like the next scene dude where like the chain gang's working on a ditch mm-hmm. and then luke just shows up he got caught mm-hmm. yeah what the fuck dude and then this is like the famous line in the film is like, uh, well, first of all, he fucking hits him, right? Like yeah. the, the captain fucking hits Luke when he gets caught and he goes rolling down the hill. Yeah, but he says something to get he hit, He says, right? yeah. Uh, I, I, it was some like little witty remark and shit like that. Yeah. But then he says, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Mm-hmm. 
That is the line. I've heard that line many, many fucking times. I had yeah. no idea it was in this movie, mm-hmm. though. So finally, fucking great. I can now I can like cross off like that on the list. It's yeah, like classic, classic line, classic line right there. And then fucking Luke explains like how he got caught, mm-hmm. which he didn't really get caught that far away. Like he was at some, what he was like in a store or some shit like that, or like oh somewhere? he was driving right. He's driving. He said uh, he was at a stoplight, and then a cop pulled up, and they're wondering why he was. Uh, <laughs> he looked all sweaty yeah. and nasty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. You mm-hmm. know, he could not have gone that far anyway. Yeah. If he had not crossed the fences so many times to drop the, to fucking confuse the dogs, uh-huh. he would have gotten further. Maybe the cop would not have been there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think it was just bad luck. But dude, this is, and then I got another thing right here, dude, is that after he gets caught, he gets immediately to work, put to work. Mm-hmm. So they're out on the ditch and shit. Mm-hmm. So then he says, all right, I got to take a piss. <laughs> I'm going to be pissing out behind this bush right here. <laughs> yeah. And then they tell him, all right, man, you, but to know that you're still there, you got to be shaking that fucking bush. <laughs> yep. Right? And then fucking Boss Godfrey's shooting at this motherfucker, mm-hmm. too. And he's like, oh, I'm I'm shaking it right here, boss. Right? Shake it I'm right shaking here, it right boss. here. <laughs> and then it's not shaking anymore. So it's like, shit, he left again. <laughs> yeah. You fucking morons. Like, you are going to let a fucking guy who just got caught like go unsupervised to take a piss just by shaking a bush well he's got the leg chains on too now yeah so there's no need for that i mean it's like dude you, no you gotta have one fucker out there you have a all of them have guns mm-hmm. it's like fucking be right next to him you fucking moron turn your back at least a little yeah. so you give the the man some privacy mm-hmm. but no he they fucking they just let him fucking go and he escapes yeah he to, like tied a string right like a yeah. string yeah and then to, to this i say to luke it's like okay luke like I understand, dude, that you're pissed off. You want to just get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. You want to see your mom's, uh, be there for your mom's, like, uh, funeral or whatever it is. Who knows if it had already passed already. But it's like, damn, dude, you went through hell and back, dude. Why don't you relax a little, let things die down, and then make your fucking escape? You're tired as shit, bro. You're not going to get that far being fucking, like, they, they put him to work and shit like that. Like, yeah. he's got to be exhausted, bro. Like, well, it, it, in my opinion, it wasn't a smart thing for him to do. Well, this is a callback to kind of Luke's character and also mm-hmm. the very beginning when the boss guy, he's reading out his crimes, right? He yeah. says, destruction of municipal property while intoxicated, right? What was that? And then he says, cutting the heads off parking meters. And he's like, well, why'd you do that? Or he's like, what were you thinking? He's like, well, I guess I wasn't thinking. Mm-hmm. So this is mm-hmm. this is this is Luke's character is that he is not a bad man. He just doesn't think. He 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 does what he thinks right, what is right. And the reason why he's escaping so much and making such a fuss is because his mom's funeral already passed. They mm-hmm. kept him in the box until after the funeral. So he was in there for a fucking like a week. So yeah. So he's not thinking. Shit. Good shit right there, brother. That's mm-hmm. awesome right there, man. I that went over my head a little. Yeah. Man, good shit. So now Luke on the run. He goes to this like, what is it, man? It's like these two little kids are just is it just a home dude or is it like a like a store? It's like a gas station or like something. Like a gas station, mm-hmm. right? Where he tells one of the kids, he goes, Hey, but you ain't strong enough to carry an axe or right? Yeah. And he's yeah, like, yeah. Can too? He's like, Can I? He's like, I bet you can't. Yeah. Too. He brings him an axe. Mm-hmm. And he even has to drag it and shit, dude. And then he, th- like, the little kid thinks he's going to cut the chains off and uh-huh. shit, dude. And he's like, I think I better handle that, son. Yeah, and he starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, dude. And then I, I do have a qualm right here. Well, okay, it makes sense now that you bring it to my attention, bro, mm-hmm. is that Luke gets the axe, cuts the fucking chains off, 
But then he leaves the chains like on that stump of the tree that he was cutting it on, dude. Get rid of the evidence, bro, because they end up finding him there or finding that the, the evidence is there that he was around here, dude. Mm. It's like if he had thrown that shit away, they should have known. They could not have known that he was around that area. Did they? He leave the chains? He he left the like the, the chain part uh, on top of the tree stump. So okay. then they're like, this fucker was here, man. Okay, yeah. But no. to bring up uh, characteristics for Luke, man, again, he does like his best to draw off the dogs because he he asked the kids for like pepper. Mm-hmm. So now like the the dogs are sniffing pepper, they start sneezing and shit like that. Yeah. And <laughs> it draws them off again. He's smart, dude. Yep. But he's not thinking. Right? Yeah. So he just leaves the fucking chains right there, man. But he does, he is successful this attempt. Mm-hmm. This is the, his most successful one. Yeah, because that doesn't explain like how far he was gone. But then they get to the scene where uh, Dragline gets a magazine in the mail from Luke. Mm-hmm. And in this magazine, you see Luke with two beautiful women. Yeah. And all the inmates are like, holy shit, dude, look, it's Luke. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, I can't believe. Like he's he looks like he's doing great for himself. Yeah, he's wearing a nice suit and shit like that, and they're doing everything for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been a while. It has been at least I want to say probably a few weeks, maybe a month, because that's long enough for him to have escaped. Uh, he's at obviously like at some bar or something, mm-hmm. and to send a postcard that gets back to them, it's got to be at least a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, brother. But then right here, bro, this is where I have like a bit of a qualm right here, dude. Okay, and this is where. The inmates are seeing, uh, like, or, or, or no, they, they start telling Dragline, oh, they, let me see that fucking magazine uh, yeah, again, right? Yeah. And he's like, uh, I'll give it to you for, for a cold drink, mm-hmm. right? So then they start seeing the magazine again, and then Luke gets brought back to the jail, so he got caught a second time. Yep. So my qualm here would be, it's like, if this motherfucker was caught now a second time, why not just send him to a fucking jail somewhere else, dude? Because I think it's because the prison warden, he's just ornery. When he's explaining about the leg chains, he's like, if you escape one time, you get leg chains. If you escape twice, you get two leg chains. And if you escape a third time, there ain't no third leg chain. Mm. So they're pretty much, they bring him back here. And this comes again to play later in the movie at the very end. Yeah. But they want to keep everything in-house. They, they don't want to, they want to break Luke. That's why. That's why they don't send him away. Gotcha, man. But yes, then Luke explains to the guys that that magazine was fake. Yeah, I think he was lying, but I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm. He gets put in the box for this shit, bro. Mm -hmm. When he gets put out, uh, they tell him that for punishment, you have to eat this giant pile of rice. Mm -hmm. And they're making it seem that this fucking rice tastes like shit, right? It's just a lot. It's it's it's, it's a lot, but like it tastes horrible because he takes one bite of it and he says, "Fuck this, dude!" Mm-hmm. Right? And this is where the the inmates, man, they have all the respect in the world for Luke mm-hmm. because they all get their spoons and they all take a little bit of that nasty ass rice, bro. Yeah. So that Luke doesn't have to do it. Ah, uh, good shit right there, man. I didn't get that at first because I was like, "What is extra food punishment?" <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. They're fucking probably dying of like hunger and shit. Or not dying of hunger, but like they're probably starving and it's shit. It's just like cruel that. because, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, just to eat like plain rice like that, like so much. So in the next scene, bro, to like kind of treat Luke more like a piece of shit, mm-hmm. a drag line goes up to uh, Luke after like a hard day of work and he says, Hey, Luke, I can't believe you made it through a whole week. But now we have the whole weekend to relax and shit like yeah. that to where one of the, the bosses. Yeah. 
tells Luke, like, hey, Luke, you need to you need to get over here. And basically, he fucking makes him start, like, uh, digging up graves and shit like that. Just a ditch. He just tells him. Mm-hmm. He says, like, uh, I forgot what he first says, if he just tells him to dig a ditch. Uh, but then it turns into something more dark, right? Cause, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why is because, like, they fucking... Because they're fucking with them at this point, dude. Because yep. it's like, you dig this. He's like, but I don't want dirt in this area. Mm-hmm. And then when he tells him, like, hey, why is there dirt in this area? And he's like, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you got to fucking do it again. Yeah. And they're doing it repeatedly over and over and over. There's really no right way to do this. Yeah. Because it's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yep. Because he has to do exactly what they tell him to do. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked. He's at the point of exhaustion where he just says, fuck this. I can't fucking do it anymore. Where the boss fucking hits Luke and he falls into the ditch that looks like a like a fucking yeah. grave. Yep. You know? Ah, fuck, man. Poor Luke, man. But the thing is, like, he when he gets put into the grave, right? He says, Please God no. Please God no. Don't yeah. hit me anymore. Yep. So he starts begging for mercy. He asks for forgiveness. And off into the distance, you can see the inmates looking through the window and they're saying, Fuck, dude. Like, nah, like Luke, this isn't like Luke, man. Yeah. And they start like they start slowly like getting away from the window mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the first time you ever see of them losing a little bit of respect yeah for luke and to make shit even worse one of the inmates goes to dragline's uh, bed goes under the mattress and fucking gets the magazine and rips up the picture of him yep. with the two women man yeah and just the symbolism there yeah with everything about it how yep. they all looked up to luke all torn his shit right there man yeah and i mean he's right too because luke finally after he after he submits and yields, they let him go back to bed and he walks in and all the all his friends they turn their back on him mm-hmm. and he's like, Where are you now? Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, it's just it's a powerful scene. It is, man. And then after this, man, now they go back to a scene where they're working uh the next day, like back at the ditch area, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And man, they get to a point where they make it seem that Luke is like their bitch now. Yeah, because he acts like it. He's like, hey, boss, you want me to get that for you, boss? Yeah. yeah can can I get the water, boss? Like, mm-hmm. he's and then, just, and then he's he even just... says, oh, Luke, go fetch me that uh, the rifle or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it is, do right? Mm-hmm. So Boss Godfrey sees a turtle, mm-hmm. just a turtle just out there, and fucking Godfrey shoots it, man. Yep. Right? And then he, this is the only time you're going to hear Boss Godfrey talk. He says, Luke, go fetch it. Yeah, go you're fetch right. It. Right. And yep. and the, the reason this is important is because the only reason Boss Godfrey will start talking to him is because at this point, Luke is their bitch now. Yep. And it's he's down to that level now. Just like like holy shit, dude. Yep. He oh man, that thing that got me, dude, because it's everything against that Luke has been up to this fucking point of the movie. Yeah. But I mean, Luke's got a trick up his sleeve, right? Mm-hmm. And it's such a fucking great trick too. <laughs> he runs back, right? And yeah. he just fucking drives off in the truck and Dragline in the excitement jumps into. Yeah. But what's great too is that we find out that Luke was playing a trick the whole time because he took the fucking keys out of all the other trucks. All of them, dude. And that's when you see the what's the guy's name with the glasses? Uh, what do they call him? Godfrey. Oh, um the Man it... with No Eyes or whatever. Yeah. They do that shot on his on his eyes again mm-hmm. and you hear the music going like yeah, and and the you see the the truck driving away with yep. them. Mm-hmm. It was so good because it makes sense too. Because now that Luke is like their bitch and he begged for mercy and he won't do anything bad ever again. Yep. Now he had like their fucking trust, and then mm-hmm. while they had trusted him, he took the keys out of all the trucks and shit, mm-hmm. so they can't pursue him and shit. Yep. Good 
fucking shit. Nice fucking plot. See, look at that. He is a smart guy. Mm, so yeah. it goes back to me. It's like you go try to fucking escape a second time on the very same day and yeah. the same hour that you got caught the first time. Come on, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty smart. I mean, they weren't expecting it and mm-hmm. he, he did it. <laughs> you, know, you know what part kind of made me laugh a little, bro? And so, so now, like you mentioned, right? Dragline shows uh, or fucking hops on with them mm-hmm. and they take off. When they're kind of like uh, stopping to the side so that Luke can like cut off the leg braces, dude. Yeah. Dragline fucking cuts off a bunch of branches, dude, to hide this big ass truck. truck. It's like, yeah. you're not going to be able to hide a big ass <laughs> truck like that. Yeah. Hey, I love, I appreciate the effort, dude, but come on now. Yeah. But I just like Dragline. He's like, man, I was so excited. You know, I, was, I just jumped in because, you know, whatever. He's like, you were playing us all for a fool. He's trying to talk up Luke. And then Luke's like, man, you don't even know. They did break me. I yeah. like, that was that wasn't acting and mm. yeah fuck good shit right there man so then they take off right they're out into the woods it's around nighttime mm. to where they dragline says hey man when we gotta escape we're gonna go back to my house i'll show you some farm girls yeah and then we're gonna get cocoa out and it's like <laughs> nah dude it's it's all fucking uh just like thinking out of your ass at this point dude yeah pretty much but, yeah to where Luke says, nah, man, we got to go our own ways. And then he actually agrees and shit like that. To where he finds an abandoned looking church mm-hmm. right there. And dude, this scene was powerful to me, bro. Yeah. Like this whole thing with Luke inside his church. And he's having a conversation with God. And he tells God, he goes, hey, he calls him old man, right? Mm-hmm. He says, hey, old man, uh, though I'm not like the best person in the world, but you have dealt me a shitty hand of cards. Uh, so if you can hear me and then he even gets on his knees and starts praying and shit yeah. for at least like to fucking have easy uh, life to be a little easy for him. Right. Right. He's he's like praying for like anything good at this point. Yeah. To where Dragline comes back in and says, hey, Luke, they got us, man. And to <laughs> he looks up and he's like, man, this is the joke you play on me. Uh-huh. Right. So he's kind of blaming God for mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And then uh, Dragline says, you know, hey, they got us. They got us, Luke. So I'll tell him. You know, if we come out peacefully, they won't hit us. Yep. But let's we got to remember now, fucking Luke is on like strike two at this point. There mm. is no fucking strike three for him. That's why he starts laughing and shit like that. Yep. To where cops are outside. Everybody's outside this church, right? And the thing Luke says, that famous line, what we have here is a failure to communicate. And then boom, fucking Godfrey shoots him right in the fucking neck, bro. Yep. Fucking Brutal shit right there. It's the beginning of the end. Yep. Uh, so, dude, somehow fucking dragline fucking like, like carries him. Which, uh, for detail purposes, to my liking, I don't think Luke was bleeding enough, man. Because they had already, uh, mentioned that Boss Godfrey was a badass shot, man. Mm-hmm. He shot a bird in the air. Mm-hmm. He shot a turtle. He shot a fucking snake's head off. So this motherfucker is precise when he has to be. Yeah. So this should have. There should have been blood everywhere, dude. There yeah. wasn't enough blood, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, to this, they take Luke and they say, "All right, we got to take him to the hospital." And he's like, "Oh, we'll take him to that other one." He's like, "But that's like an hour away." Yeah, this is on purpose to ensure that he's gonna fucking die, man. Yep. And while that happens, dude, you can see fucking Luke with a smile on his face, dude. It I was like. like- it was a gentle smile, man. I like the end scene too. When the car dries off, the mm-hmm. the light is red, mm-hmm. and then I think when it turns green, that's supposed to be like when he dies. That's always what, what I. What an observation, brother! I that fucking went right over me, dude. 
Because uh, my my eyes were all on the the smile that Luke had. Because mm-hmm. it was like this motherfucker was dealt a shit hand at life. He did the best he could with it, and yeah, fuck, he wasn't he's still he wasn't able a to bad man. Gently smile. He wasn't, dude. Yeah, nothing he did was bad. He just uh, he was just. He was a bit rebellious for his own. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and they drive off, man. They take Dragline back to I the like, premise. I like how Dragline breaks down. Remember when he mm-hmm. he's carrying Luke, and then he kind of sets him down, and he he screams, and he attacks the guy. Mm-hmm. The... Oh, he attacks Godfrey, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention this, bro. When when Dragline attacks him, he knocks off the motherfucker's glasses, mm-hmm. and when they drive off, the car smashes Boss Godfrey's glasses, mm-hmm. dude. Ah, uh, just the symbolism there on it, bro. Yep. Back to Dragline, back into the premise. He starts reminiscing to the... He starts ta- telling all the inmates right there. They reminisce about Cool Hand Luke. Mm-hmm. The film ends right there. And I just like how when they talk, when they're reminiscing about Luke, they have all the scenes of him when he's actually smiling in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And ah, uh, just chef's kiss right there. What a uh, fucking beautiful fucking ending. Although it's pretty sad. Yeah. To one of the better fucking classic films I've ever seen. Ah, oh, man. Here's a fucking bottoms up and a cheers to fucking Stuart Rosenberg right here. Bottoms up. Cheers. Mm. And that was Cool Hand Luke. Thank you so much, brother, for bringing this movie to my attention. Yeah. I should have seen it many, many, many years ago. Because back in high school when I was in uh, video production. Mm-hmm. We were uh, we had to write papers on certain movies and shit. I remember Cool Hand Luke being like on the list of movies. Oh, okay. And never even they didn't even bother fucking. It wasn't familiar to me, so I said I'm not fucking doing this one. It's a great you movie. Know? It is, man. So eating my own words right here, but <laughs> but all right, brother. So let's get into uh, some the segment of uh, uh, notable work from uh, anything. Yep. From, uh, for me, dude, because I'm not too familiar with any of these. If you have anything on uh, Stuart Rosenberg or or Paul Newman, bro, go for it, brother. Paul Newman, I recommend, which I was torn, was another movie I was going to pick instead of this one was The Hustler. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. It's got George C. Scott, very young. They're all very young in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie Gleason is his name, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a movie about pool hustling, but there's there's more darker tones to it. It's a great movie. Recommend it. So, bro, I got something on Paul Newman, dude. Mm-hmm. I can't really give like a fair opinion on it because I haven't seen the whole movie. I just know of it, of its ending. Yep. And that is, uh, let me know if you've seen it, brother. It is The Sting. I've heard of it. I don't remember if I've seen it. Probably not, but I know it's in my queue. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I think because I, I very much enjoyed Cool Hand Luke, I think The Sting will be the next movie from Paul Newman I'm going to check out. Okay. All right. So I I don't know anything from Stuart Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am familiar with uh, the names of the movies, mm-hmm. but I've never seen them. So I don't have like an honest opinion on it. Okay. You? Um, you have to name some movies. I'm terrible with directors. Uh, Butch Cassidy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a dense kid. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, re- he, I, is Paul Newman in that one too? Jeez, uh, I don't remember. It uh, could be. But... It's another so, oldie. Yeah. So let's, let's move on to George Kennedy, brother. Mm-hmm. All right. And dude. It took me a while because uh, I think besides Luke, Dragline was my favorite character in this movie. Yeah. So I had to look up. By the way, George Kennedy won an Oscar for Cool Hand Luke. Nice. Best supporting actor, man. That was very well deserved. He was fucking awesome in it. Mm. And to my astonishment, when I find out that George Kennedy was in the naked gun, bro. (laughs) Yes. Even my dad likes the naked gun movies, dude. The naked gun movies were so fucking hilarious, man. Mm. Leslie Nielsen was fucking amazing. His right-hand man is George Kennedy in the naked gun movies. Yeah. 
So yeah, and then I was like, dude, because I because uh, the Naked Gun was my introduction to George Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, and I know he's been in a grip of shit, dude. I yeah, just he's been in a ton of, of stuff. Way. Yeah, I, he was in a lot of disaster movies. I remember one that comes to mind is Earthquake. I think it was like seventy four. Mm. He's like the grizzled cop that helps out in that movie. But yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. Always great in the Naked Gun. I love those movies too. I'm not doing my yeah. dad because he used to rent those movies. Those movies are just funny, dude. They are, dude. <laughs> I'm a big fan of I forget which one it is, but where uh Leslie Nielsen dress up dress up as the umpire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the second one, I think. Uh that one that's gotta be my favorite one, dude. Uh-huh. It's so funny. So what do you say, brother? Mm-hmm. Let's get uh one more sweep for the good man right here and we'll give it our overall thoughts. Let's do it. Bottoms up, brother. Cheers. Mm. So it's your birthday, brother. You go first, brother. Okay. This movie, I have seen it many times. It's always a classic. The cinematography is great. The, it's gorgeous, bro. Yeah, the acting is great. The story, as you mentioned before, is very simple, but it's it keeps you interested. It's not boring. Mm-hmm. The characters are likable. Even the minor characters, Dennis Hopper is Babaluga. Babalugats. Babalugats. And uh, Dragline, they're just all lovable. Overall, I'm going to have to give this one a nine nice brother. i do like this movie it's just a classic man there's Mm. there's not a whole lot of of nitpicks for me personally it's just a classic movie there's not a a whole lot wrong with it all right brother that's awesome right there man so my overall thoughts on this was that this was an easy watch Mm. the acting in this was excellent man um case in point fucking george kennedy won an oscar for this all right there are beautiful gorgeous shots throughout the entire fucking film I try to bring up as many good ones as I can for those of you that actually go out of the way to check out the film. Um, I will say that the casual fan that's more into like the modern stuff, I, I hope they go out of the way to watch it because I don't think this will captivate them. But give it a chance, please. Like fucking watch it and see it for yourself. All right. It's a very solid all the way around as far as the story. Uh, it's not, I have slight qualms with it, but they're very minor. You know, Paul Newman was a fucking awesome in this man. Uh, it is a classic, man. I put it under, uh, I wouldn't say like Casablanca and mm-hmm. like Citizen Kane. Those are like Seven Seal. Those are in like God tier yeah, yeah. levels of classic, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do consider Cool Hand Luke and especially now that I know the that we have a failure to communicate quote. Um, <laughs> come on. Elite range right here, brother. Give me eight and a half stars out of ten, man. Nice. I fucking love this movie, nice. man. Yep. So for all you, please go out of your way to check out any classics, man. Don't just, don't stick to like modern shit, man. Watch mm-hmm. foreign Watch classics. Watch anything, man. Stay away from Michael Bay movies with explosions <laughs> and shit like that. Amen There's b- that. way much more to fucking uh, films than just shit like that, man. Yeah. I mean, go out of your way to do it, man. And what do you got to say, brother? One more streak for the good man, unless you got something to say. Happy birthday, brother. I love you. Love you too, buddy. This has been quite a ride, but I got nothing else to say. Please check out this movie. It's not a underrated classic. It's definitely well-known, but... I feel like most of our viewers probably haven't seen it because it's an older movie. It's not something you're going to see every day. Mm-hmm. So just go out of your way. Check out the classics, as you mentioned. Fuck yes, brother. One more swig right there. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And we're going to end it right there, man. Thank you all so much for taking a uh, busy time out of your day to check out this podcast. Please continue to support us. Listen to all the future ones. Next week, we have a Thanksgiving episode. So the movie will be around the time of Thanksgiving time. So please be on the lookout for that. Remember to be kind to one another. Much love to all of you. Peace. Bottoms up. See you later.
Thank you for sticking with us to the very end. Please join us next week for our Thanksgiving episode as we review one of the most underrated films of the 21st century. And that movie is Prisoner, a film directed by Danny Villeneuve. Please do yourself a favor and check out this highly underrated film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all and bottoms up. Thank you.